<clears throat> Run. Peel. Chat. Repeat. Repeat. Welcome to episode 17 of Run, Peel, Chat, Repeat. I'm your host, Sam, and I'm joined all the way from Watford by the man that Strava believes could run two minutes and 12 seconds for a kilometre, Matt <laughs> Kitching. Hello. That sounds reliable. 212, 212, hey? Well, before we get into that, I'm also joined by the man from the Worthing Coast, Neil, that Strava believes could run a kilometre in two minutes, 16 seconds. Still mm. very, very fast. Um, what do we think about this then? I think you can click on it and I think you can find out where you messed up <laughs> or where you where you were sitting in a car, but I'm not totally sure. I think once I sat on the Eurostar and I thought <laughs> for a laugh, I would just record um, like a kilometre and just sort of see what to see what happened, see if I could get the segment for some part of France. And uh, I, I did it in like 11 seconds or something, whatever it was. Oh, <laughs> God. I remember it was 17. But yeah, that's not on there. Surprised. Quite surprised by it. No, this is estimated best by Strava. So they estimate oh, a low yeah. random stuff about as reliable as your Garmin watch when it tells you you can run a sub 230 marathon off five weeks of relatively good training. Do you know all the world record is? Oh, record. you know, what? I would love to know that. No. Yeah. Go on. Go on. So what was I? Two twelve. Yeah. This is for what? This is for one k. Yeah. World record one k. Fifteen hundred is like. Oh yes, good point. Three three minutes. Um, thirty. Twenty six. is the quickest. Yeah. Um, so. So another five hundred. Divide by three and add that. Forty seconds off that maybe. Forty two oh, seconds yeah, off. off that. Sorry. Uh, I reckon it's going to be like you know. I think uh, it's 222. 240. 250. 250, I reckon. No, no, no. Kip Jogi ran 248s for his whole marathon. Oh, bollocks. <laughs> We're not deleting this either, by the way, because that's good shit. <laughs> oh, well, there we go. Go on, have a guess. It's going to be Hisham El Garouge, um, I reckon. No, it's more recent than that. Diamond League a couple of years ago. I remember seeing it. Go on, below the below two thirty. Have a guess. Come on, kitchen. Well, according to Wikipedia, the world record is from nineteen ninety nine. A Kenyan. Ah, damn it. Noah and Genny, who oh. ran two eleven ninety six. Obviously, my time on Strava's <laughs> rounded up. <laughs> But it's good that Strava thinks that I'm basically in equivalent shape. Is your Sam. middle name Noah? <laughs> Matt, Matt, Noah, and Genny Kitchen. Sam, what's your Sam? What's your um? What's your predicted kilometer? Oh, I'm glad you asked. Actually, I didn't look at that, but I could have a quick check, and it is um two minutes and twelve seconds as well. Oh wow! <laughs> well, yeah. it's really sticks. Matt's is a little bit higher. Sam's no, is there. No, no, no. It's exactly the same. Two twelve. The same. 12 good you were in the same race you cheating so and so's maybe it's done on that um uh, time that i ran one second quicker than matt in bedford that'll be it i don't that'll know it. i haven't mentioned that one before but if anyone's heard about it you could probably and because, go back to uh because it's important to be uh, uh to be equal just to flag a women's world record yeah go on what was neil's again 216 
So yeah, we're we're way ahead of the women. Svetlana Mastakova from Russia in 1996 ran 228.98. 228, that's strong, isn't it? So what do you think you guys could run, actually, if you had to run two and a half laps around the track? Or in a straight line, to be honest, it's probably easier, isn't it? I don't know. Um, Like, really, your fastest, I reckon I could run like a 65. Yeah, so what did I run? I ran 213 for 800. Could I have kept that going? Yeah, I probably run, I reckon I could probably run about 240 or just under if I was going all out. What do you reckon? 240? Yeah. Oof. but yeah. what you ran 213 i ran 213 for 800 meters so that's a big old kick down to get to 240 is it Sorry. <laughs> well what's it it's like well 40 minus 13 they say, well, yeah, okay. 27 so you could that's do you could do one com- you could do one kilometer as quick as kipchoge in his marathon maybe <laughs> This is maybes. I don't if think I reckon, can run. If you guys had to run one kilometer race, we should do a one kilometer race against each other. Let's do it just before the marathon. We could just, can we use the dirt track at um, <laughs> no. Victoria Park? And, oh, uh, Victoria and, Park, yes. And bare, and bare feet. Oh, God. To make, to make, to make it uh, equal. And a string vest. <laughs> Why don't we just go run on the Brighton uh, Beach <laughs> barefoot? <laughs> um, okay. Well, that is. I, good. I, I I just have no idea. But don't ask me. It's fine. <laughs> no, I don't know. Have a think Maybe about that. Fifty or something. Max. No. I'm going to say three. Probably. You would... Three, three at max. If I'm no way you could do quicker than that. Anyway, beers and bevs. Um, I have got something that I've been saving since New Year's Eve. Oh, tisky. Tisky. <laughs> Matt Jack bought over a load of beers, a load of tiskies, and so oh. I've still got some. Well, I've got all of them left that he left. So let's We've see if I can get the bottle, though. Well. So let me see if I can make the sound with the Boston Marathon. <laughs> oh, well, that's cool. The real, the, real Boston, the real Boston. The real Boston, 124th by Sam Adams that didn't actually happen, but they sent us a box oh. anyway. And then we ran to Windsor. Do you remember, Neil? Me and you and Sam Barrel. Yes, it was excellent. Okay, you Off ready? That last five miles. I'll, I'll be quiet. Three, two, one. Oh, that was nice. That Excellent. Was good. Okay. Was it good with the um? Was, yeah. It was Finally. good. The, the dramatic pause. Everything. Everything oh. went right with that opening. Right. And, okay. Uh, it's a nice bottle. It's quite a classic beer. It looks like Castle Lager that we used to have in South Africa when I was growing up. Yeah, like a lager. Yeah, it's pretty standard lager. It's fine. Do you always go in? Do you always go in for a smell before you have a taste? Oh yeah, I did have a smell there, didn't I? You did. I noticed. Yeah. Only with these beers. Just, you know, it feels like you get the full sensory experience. Uh, I do like a Tyski. Tyski? Tyski. Tyski. It's actually named after what the bottle sounds like. That's how you pronounce it. Very good. Yeah, good old Matt. I would like to go to, well, Matt's currently eating a vegan sausage. So down to Matt for what beverage he has this evening. So I've also gone bottle, but unfortunately I've already opened it. Sorry. Oh. Um, For that, people are you gonna... have to make the sound. Yeah, you do the sound. <laughs> we'll be quiet. There you go. Is that good? It's quite good. I was getting close to uh, that laughing gas sound. Have you ever heard that one? 
Are you, Sam, is, are you tickling your cat? Yeah, can you see Katogi down there? Yeah, I can. I just did heard he like movement heard in the background. Chicken? Yeah, I, I heard movement in the background when you did that. And I think Togi must have gone, excuse me. Anyway, <laughs> apologies. Um, yeah, so I, I worry that you're going to think less of me. but um, Never. It's not possible. I don't know what you guys think. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what you guys think, but every so often, well, no, I just, I'm not, I don't have a mature palate, you know, it all kind of tastes the same to me. There's a few, you know, a few good beers, but most of them all just taste the same. So, and also I'm a lightweight. I can't drink lots and lots of beer. Yeah. It doesn't, doesn't sit well. So have you ever got what I call stubbies, the little bottles that are like 20p or something? So oh. I've got one of those. Got a little Argus. Oh, I love like them. I love I know, them. They, they just taste like normal beer, 4%. I bet yeah, that tastes fine. exactly the same as this Tusky, you know? So, yeah, decent. Just, Where did you get it from? Where's that from? Lidl. Yeah, nice. I was going to say, is that from just from a cash and carry in France? You went over. Oh, you know what? But that's if exactly. Gonna, if you're going to go kind cheap, of beers. go cheap. They're the kind of beers you get in hot places. Like yeah. I went to Lisbon and we had one euro beers that were smaller than that. They were like long, thin ones. I think it was Superbock or one of those big names. And they just do this little one, one euro beer. And you just, because it gets so hot that you just, the beer is going to be warm by the time you finish a big one. In a, in a test tube. <laughs> no, not a test tube, but I'll show you. I'll show uh, you it. Uh, <laughs> but I just think beers like this. So if I got a massive, like, what's a big can like 500 mil i got a big can by about two thirds way through that i'm bored of it it's warming mm. up already bored. i can't really face it this is 250 mil you can swig it in about 20 minutes and then you want another one yeah so you could easily go through two but i couldn't go through a 500 mil can anyway mm, totally get that bizarre totally get that very nice and so it's two bottles and so i think neil's gone away from the bottle this week is he back to the beer <gasps> We're in Feb. It is February. Oh, hello. Oh, he's back. He he's back, back. And he has the can that's been staring at him in the face throughout January. And oh, wow. It's, uh, yeah, it was uh, the last of the Christmas beers. Uh, Brewdog Lost. Planet First Lager, apparently. Yeah. Very nice. Maybe it's, yeah. Um, oh, yeah, it tells you all about recycling, which is quite fun. Um, yeah, well, let's have a little uh, go. I'm going to just do the the, the science of, yeah, and hopefully this will work. <clears throat> oh, no. Oh, no, he didn't get nothing. Oh. Well, I heard it, and it was spectacular. So it's weird, isn't it? Yeah, bizarre. Yeah. I had it right by the microphone, but there we are. Um, yeah. Um, it tastes just like a brew dog loss. <laughs> I, yeah. found, I found these Superbock mini lagers. It's 200 mil of beer. No. Yeah, it's even smaller than this. It's 250. Okay, so it's similar, similar vibe. Nice. It's like when Bill came on and he had a um, Red Stripe Stubby, which is such a classic beer, and he's like, yeah, it's all right. Standard. <laughs> um, okay, so we've got pretty standard lagers this week. What would you give it out of 10? I prefer like more of a taste to mine, so I'll give this like a... A six on a night like tonight, or like an eight after a summer race, you know. Neil, well, I could say the lost brew dog one. I mean, I'd say it's it's a, 
it's reliable. It's one of those. Like, if, <laughs> exactly. if I, no, but if first quenching, like that'll do. It's one of those. And so for that reason, I'm going to give it sort of between a six and a seven, six and a half. For that reason, I'm out. I'm out. <laughs> Just because I want the stubby to win. I mean, this is basically, <laughs> I don't know if you guys like football, this is basically the James Milner of beers, isn't it? Mm. Reliable, dependable, mm. solid seven out of 10 week in, week out. He's never going to give you a 10, but he'll always give you a seven. Looking at that on, on Zoom right now, and I actually, I actually want that. Yeah. So, so I would say yours best, better get the best mark today. So yeah, yeah, yeah he gets a seven. Solid. Oh, we should mark. do that. You know, we should actually mark each other's each week. Yeah. But not in stories. that stupid way where we might go back, like you know that stupid thing where they go around each other's restaurants and mark each other down because they might. We have to do it honestly. Like, yeah, that does. And so I'd agree. Do you Matt mean like the, Matt is the winner this week? Do you mean like four in a bed? Four in the, a bed. I was going to say that, and then I thought, hang on, is it that, or is that just some random website? They're not come down with me. We, that's it yeah. they did one with them um, yes there's yeah, a new one with four, four in a bed i saw that the other day and i was like that's for that um, guest for? guest houses you stay to right. those houses and you, what you do is you walk around and you check there's dust and then you give it and would you say would you live would you go would you stay here ever again and they all say no because they all want to win the cash prize exactly but, and that's not what it's about so this is honesty this is the opposite of neil or real yeah. um which is a lovely segue <laughs> Matt's the winner this week of beers and devs, and Neil is probably the loser of Neil or Real. Go for it. I think it. Uh, I think it's currently how... two one. <laughs> Just to remind one, you, we're one, winning. one two actually because yeah. we've talked about the home team first. <laughs> yeah. Well, they're Neil. all facts. They're all facts, as we know. Um, it's it, it's just how you tell the story, and I'm just not usually that good a, uh, a storyteller, and. Um, uh, uh this yeah. is a fantastic orator oh, thank you well like last week i did a bit of a segue one i thought i tried to sort of catch you out that way but you know so, so. anyway um <clears throat> later in this episode we're going to talk about our weeks like what what we done um and we've made an agreement that we're not going to talk about the the shitty run the boring runs sorry <laughs> excuse my french <laughs> uh so the, the easy runs and all this kind of stuff but um it was actually upon one of these easy runs last week and uh, I was thinking about what I might do for this um, fact um, and at that moment in time I was um, running past this uh, quite interesting part of Worthing so I, living on the seafront you know I often sort of think about what route I might do whether it's to the west whether it's to the east first often it's based on wind and I'll, as you know and I'll and I'll sort of use the wind to take me back. But uh, yeah, this was one such where I was running towards the West and I came up upon this, um, this statue that was sat outside um, the uh, cafe, which is, which is quite new, uh, the Bayside Social. Um, and yeah, so there's a, there's a story and it's, it's, a, it's a statue of um, a little elephant, which is quite, bizarre so you know you want to sort of think what's up and there's a plaque on this um elephant just telling you the story this elephant's called jumbo um so here's how this statue came to be there um and i thought this would be a good uh, fact for you so nearly 100 years ago 1926 um it was lots of um as it is kind of right now 
traveling circuses all over the country. Uh, this one happened to be down in Brighton. And back then, as most of them did, they'd had live animals, um, camels, uh, chickens, <laughs> um, elephants, stuff like that. Um, but this, so this one in particular, um, God knows what the name is, doesn't say it on the plaque, but um, this one was down in uh, Brighton, just down the road. Um, and where we're yeah, doing the half marathon very soon very good point so this uh this uh traveling circus um so i think from um where it uh, supposedly would have been was about around where the where the odium is in the center um so what they would do is they'd walk the animals out um onto the front but back then it was much more sandy sort of the stones are sort of more of a which which is seen now are more of a sort of a, a feature of um, flood prevention um, and so these animals uh, would be given a morning walk as they would you know close into the town and it's just like you know otherwise they'd just be in their cages all day people come and see them or they do their um their acts anyway this was one such morning which ended up to be a morning of a bit of tragedy for the circus because basically and um, really sadly one of these um um, creatures and uh, this elephant um, got caught up um, um, in the water and must have been startled by something. Um, supposedly it was like a boat or something like this, but um, the water was also choppy. This is like November, like morning, um, just not very organized, whatever had happened. But basically, what happened was this poor little thing got washed out to sea. And uh, yeah, so. That was that, and um, show must go on. They went back, but they couldn't get anyone out. It's just like, you know, it's sort of 1926. So you don't really have motorboats and all this, as much, you know, this kind of thing, you know, uh, and it's just, you know, it's an elephant. Anyway, um, three days passed, and uh, there are two school children on Worthing Beach, and they happen upon uh, the carcass of little Jumbo um, washed up onto the beach uh, and 97 years later when they open up the Bayside social um, cafe area just underneath the Splash Point Centre in fact that's where the park run finishes um, they've now erected a statue to Jumbo and that's the story of Jumbo Love me. Oh, um, can I ask what the so so the whole thing is is the Neil or real? Is that story true essentially? Yeah. Okay. Well, the story is true. So what's okay? Yeah, because that's that's your thing. Um, okay. Well, mean... Do you want to have a do you want to have a think? Do you want to write it down, Matt? Do you want to sort of? I like to talk. I like to talk it through a little bit with Matt. I know you don't like that, but um, it's probably good. To... Oh, I'll just I'll mute myself while I chew. Sorry, I've got Alexa somehow decided to get involved as well, which cannot happen. Does she know if it's Neil or real? I know, right? She probably will. Um, so, a couple of things. <clears throat> right, I've got two points about this, Matt. No, before I do, do you have any thoughts on this? 
Not on the story. I'm just trying to get into Neil's head. Yeah. Okay. And wise. I wonder yes. if he's going to go back. Before okay. he even said anything, I was thinking he's going to go back to, to real. real. Okay, so why? Talk, talk, talk us through the recent patterns. Because he would... So far, he's done real, but accidental, and then two Neils. Yeah, good point. So I feel like he needs to get his first proper, well-conducted reel on the board. <laughs> Very good. And it's quite an obscure story. Okay. Why else nice. would there be an elephant in Brian Pier? Okay. And I've got two points to add to this, which I think are fair because they're not... They're what I know, which is all you can go on. I haven't Googled this, but it's what, what I know from just living my life. And so, first of all, if Neil was kneeling about that, it would be, it'd be quite, quite a morbid story to come up with, right? True. Yep. Pretty nasty. Um, well, I suppose, yeah, no, it's not sweet, is it? But it's nice that they've done something for this elephant. But also, and this is probably the more important one, and I don't think it's unfair that I know this, because it was on public forum. But this could be where the double bluff comes in. Neil and Martin had a run a while ago that had a photo of this statue on it. And I think it must be when it went up, because I thought it was an old... From, from the photo... Now, this is interesting. This is the point where I should have paid more attention. But it was on Strava. as like a run they did. And they said... It was a picture of this elephant which looked like an old statue and i think they were talking about getting rid of the statue in my mind as i remember it they were getting rid of the statue um but then one of them said r.i.p so now hearing it back it could have been that it was r.i.p to the elephant um but then the double bluff is where there is or there was this statue and it's actually been taken away so before Neil's story, I would have said that's what I'd I knew about this. So I wonder if Neil's saying a half. So you're truth. saying the caption was R.I.P. Jumbo. No, I'm saying one of the comments on it was R.I.P. Jumbo. Oh, okay. And the thing was like going to see it for the last time or something before it's taken away. I feel like and 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 also that would make sense with the Neil. Statue where... was, the statue was erected um about two a little less than two years ago maybe like one and a half years ago since i've been living here it was behind a complete um they made a restructure of the the splash point which is like the sports center and there's a huge building which is a bit of an eyesore for the locals i quite like it it's like got these funny knobbly sides on it and then they had this great big fence which you had to bloody run around uh, to, to get past but once that fence came down there was a cafe there which when it's cold you can sort of wrap up uh, it's run by Kenny Tut, the winner of the MasterChef. Visit Worthy. So, and then why, next why to that they, is the elephant. Why are they getting rid of the elephant then? Well, they, no, they, I they, think... They put the elephant... They, that was like a surprise. When they, when they pulled that down, the elephant was there. Oh, I just don't know. I just don't know, Matt. I think it's real. Okay, okay. Let's, let's let that... Um, let's let it percolate. Let's have a think. That's the word. Thank you. Um, didn't, Mary J, didn't, Mary J, didn't Mary J. Blige say that? The skirt of percolator, alligator. 
Maybe that could be the song for Neil O'Reilly. Let it percolate. Yeah, we could have a snippet. That'd be quite fun. Then your answer later is it Neil O'Reilly? Oh, yes. Come on. <laughs> Very nice. You can edit old um, episode episodes. That'd be quite good. I would like to know what you guys have been running this week, please. Um, Matt, first, can you tell me what you've been running? Yep, sure. So, week commencing 23rd of Jan. What did I do? First session, Tuesday night. I came, did I go to Run Club? Is this a QPH one? Uh, yes, was. last, last week you. you did. Yeah. You were there, yeah. yeah. So it was a four minute, followed by three, three minutes, followed by four, two minutes, followed by two, one minutes, and then I added seven minutes at the end, just for good measure, just to round it up to 30. <laughs> the, the icing. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Mayonnaise. So the the reps were meant to be, I don't know what they were meant to be. Do you know? Five, ten K or something like that? Just run really fast and try and keep up with Matt. That was mine. But um no, I think it was until your eyes bleed. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I won't say the other thing that I said in the last series. Um yeah, just, <laughs> just run quite hard. I think it was five to ten K pace. Yeah, I think it was five to ten. Um you were going pretty then, fast though, weren't you? So look. Mm, I got faster. When it's five, when it's five to ten k pace. I mean, do you do what you can do or what you dream of doing? <laughs> Very good question, isn't it? Well, I always go soft. I always ah. go on the easier side. Of, oh. I, oh, I hope not, because that is fast for five k. Well, what were you running? No, what was your? Because... What, what, okay, what were you running for your four minutes? 319 and my okay. 10k pace is like 310 jesus christ your 3k pace is 310 jesus my 5k pace at the best it was was 308 oh. exactly. hmm. yeah. but we did you do any reps at 308 what the other night yeah no this but was 2020 i haven't been anywhere near that for a long time <laughs> two years <laughs> <laughs> okay yeah uh, i think i think when you first start running you run them all too hard and then mm -hmm. when you've been running for a while you run them all too soft because <laughs> because your soft is still harder than most of the people's hearts <laughs> but yeah that was good that was a nice session it was quite a mind um it was it was tough because you like the middle stuff was tough wasn't it three times three and then four times two started getting a little bit long didn't it yeah, I don't know. I, I guess I've been doing, I haven't been doing many short reps in training at all. They've all been long reps. So for me, this, mm. this felt like they were really short. Yeah, you do like long stuff, don't you? That is the thing that I shy away from. And I, I was thinking that whatever you shy away from when you're writing your own plan is probably what you should do more of. So I should be doing some like 10 minute reps, you know, that kind of thing. The long stuff. Three well, times 3K, all that. Anyway, yes, carry on. Leads us on nicely because my second session, the one that I was actually going to talk about, was Thursday night, four by two miles, which Ooh. I was going to talk about because I have been set this a number of times, mostly before Manchester. I did it a lot. And I did it 
few times before London and it's appearing a lot in this <laughs> block for this year's Manchester. And when it first got set, I thought, oh my God, because four by two miles just sounds like a hell of a lot. And they're long, hard reps. And also it's meant to be a half marathon effort. Oh, you're doing eight miles, at 13 mile effort. It just, yeah, it just seems like a lot. I love this workout. I think it makes you really fit. I just, yeah, just really enjoy it. It's always gone well as well. I think you always like the sessions that tend to go well. Yeah. So I did four by two miles, Paddington wreck, so around the track, which is a long way to do four by two miles. But at nighttime, it's many places it's lit, isn't it? It's nice, yeah, good place to go. So, uh, and this is the exception to what I've just been saying. I've been saying that I run a lot of my workouts a bit sort of on the soft side. This was good. This was pretty much half marathon. I mean, it's meant to be half marathon effort. It's pretty much half marathon pace just a little bit slow so i did average 321 okay for the first one 321 324 323 so all pretty similar but the time i mean the time is more important it's pretty yeah pace around the track is always misleading so 1059 1051 1058 1055 two miles what do you have off did you just say that sorry i missed what do you have uh, no i didn't uh just a lap 400 meters so about two minutes okay which is fairly long that sounds like a good one i've just written that down <laughs> i'm gonna do that <laughs> might see that on neil strava next week yeah i'm trying to think of some ideas funny yeah. that love it so yeah that was my well that was all the sessions for the week actually i did a long run on sunday but those are all the sessions and that one in particular was my one of the week i enjoyed that and but like uh, run, well. run of the week, <laughs> run of the week. Yeah, look Ew. at that. Such exact splits. It's lovely. And then 400 off. Very, very nice. Oh, so eight laps on, one lap off, eight laps on. I think I've got it again next week. So I've got it soon. Very nice. Yeah, that does sound good. And actually, yeah, me and Neil should do that. <laughs> yeah. You can join me next week. Oh, oh, yeah, if you're doing it. Yeah, why not? Oh, actually, what day, what day? Hang will on. be is, is anything happening next week? I'm not sure. <laughs> <laughs> that will be when my baby is one day old, potentially. <laughs> so I will definitely join you. I think it's Tuesday, actually. So you could do it, squeeze oh. it in. Before. Yeah, there we go. Four by two miles, half marathon pace, Tuesday, seventh. And this is this is it. This would be the uh, oh, you know, that's baby shower, keep, male baby shower. Yeah. That will keep me fit throughout. Jeez. I look forward Wait, to where are you going to do it? Pad rep? Probably, unless we're allowed to do it in the outside lanes on a Tuesday night at Queen's Park. You don't want to do it on the outside lanes, though, because then you, what, you're running less. Oh, uh, well, it's not two miles. But it's probably fine, isn't it? I mean, I wouldn't run at your pace. But yeah, very nice. Let's take that offline. Um, Neil. Hi. Hi. Um, I've got, uh, well, interesting week i guess because it finished in a race so i can sort of do a bit of a race report if you like if you're interested it's cross country i know you're not so bothered about that anymore no none of us like it but um you could talk about some some of the listeners might like all right fine fine uh well yeah my first my first session of the week uh was six eight hundreds with worthing harris on the monday uh it was very very cold day but frost had stayed off it sort of it sort of meant that uh we were all sort of chipping into 
volunteer a bit, so I did the drills. I took some of the Queen's Park drills to to Worthing, so that was quite fun. Um, but yeah, we did six 800s where I tried to keep them all inside 240s, uh, which was quite fun. And it, and my legs felt wonderful afterwards. So that's, yeah. is that 320 a kilometre pace? 320. That's your... What do you reckon? Is that 5k uh, pace? That would be your entry standard to get into the stupid race I've entered in March. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm, try- I'm trying to get myself to 16.30, 5k pace and trying to prove a point. That, that I can definitely do it, but I have to, in that case, train and do my 5K reps at that pace. That's my figuring. So. Mm, that's fair. I mean, it's, I need to be inside 320s. Free, I think 319, 318 should do it for that. But yeah, they're all right. Felt nice. Yeah, 318. Um, 318. The, uh, yeah, then there was an interesting run on the Thursday with, with uh, Mr. Sutherland here. Where um, it wasn't nuts. We just did two laps of Victoria Park, but where we did half the lap um, at easy. I'm not taking this for you, <laughs> Sam, actually. But yeah, I mean, um, yeah, half the lap was kind of fairly chatty pace. And then we pushed up for a quarter of a lap at like 440s and then 340s. And then uh, the last quarter, we just went hard. Um, and we did it twice. So the last quarter we did on the second lap, we we were up into what was it, Sam? Three three twelve pace? No, is it three fifteen pace? I can't yeah, quite three sixteen. Yeah, yeah, three oh, sixteen. Yeah. Felt I think very I remember, fast. Yeah, it felt really fast. It was horrible. <laughs> and then as soon as we finished it, you were like, Yeah, two seconds slower than this. Matt did that pace all the way around Fred Hughes the other day. It's like, oh my god. <laughs> yeah, that was quite weird to think, wasn't it? Quite weird thing, but it was good. Yeah, it was before sort of an office party, so that was that was a really it was a good session to do. And nice to run with friends. Um, and my last session, I guess, of the week was my race. I went up uh, went up to the south of England XC Championships in Beckenham Palace Park, for the Place Park, for the second year in a row. Um, this year, bringing me with me a large, well, actually, a contingency of of. Um, of club mates, there was no one there last year, but four this year. We actually uh, outnumbered the Queen's Park for the first time, which is quite good. Bit of a shame, I'd love to see more people. But anyway, it doesn't matter. It was a lovely route. It was uh, much more hilly than last time. They just um, sort of threw in sort of more um, kind of, not unnecessary, interesting turns, but I mean, you'd sort of think, yeah, that was really unnecessary. Why didn't we just go straight up that field instead of having to go round the side to the sort of like the grass, which was sort of sloped on an angle and then up this sharp, um, up, up this sharp bend where you, you, you've got people all around you sort of falling over um, or stopping and walking and all this kind of stuff. Uh, but yeah, last year it was four laps. Um, this year was three given for the number of bends and turns. But um, yeah, it was it was brilliant. It had a mix of everything. It had all the mud, um, weirdly, because it hadn't really been raining, but it managed to maintain the mud. Uh, gravelly bits, forest bits, um, and just re- and really well, um, really well, uh, kind of cheered on. Really well supported by 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 loads of people. So kind of lovely feeling at the end. And mm-hmm. uh, yeah, I managed to um, managed to actually up my pace overall from last year 
Um, but you, I suppose with cross country, you can never tell in terms of what, what the what the terrain's going to be like. So it's never really a case of what my pace is. But um, one thing was that my, you know, I felt like it was an absolutely excellent race and I finished 136th and that's out of 665. Um, mm, that's great. Which put me just, just like on the cusp of the top 20%, which last year I was the top 25%. So that's yeah that's that's put me up up the rankings a little bit i think so quite pleased what i like about this run neil i've clicked into it on Mm. the on the desktop version of strava and i've gone on the (laughs) analysis section yeah what i like is that at 50 percent at bang on halfway you are 26 23 and you finish in 53 44 so you've negative split by two seconds. Yeah. Basically identical. <laughs> two identical. That's nice. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Real nice. I think it was one of those where it's, I think it was after the realization that the first lap was about 5K. It was that point when I was like, oh, it's going to be a three lap race. I was absolutely adamant it was four and it was doing my head in because it's just this, this lap would not end. But when I got to 5K before the next lap started, I was like, right, this is fine. It's a free lap race. And it meant that you're now thinking, great, I've got, I've got to do this twice more. But when you revisit that on the third lap, you're like, I can really up my game here. So your, your second lap was really about placing, being like the rock, and then being ready to sort of really try and grit your teeth and go for it and just pass people and not worry about it. Uh, but there was a lot of Fulham people around no not Fulham people um Highgate people around where I where I finished absolutely loads of them <laughs> turn up uh but yeah race was um so yeah to put it into perspective for my my um my pace you'll know um someone that we've run with before um Alex Lepetra who who managed to get his with his team get gold and he's always up there in the rankings because he was seventh last year but he came second this year behind some guy from Tunbridge I can't remember his name but um his overall his average pace was 310 uh, around this 14 14 uh, kilometer course this is the guy that can run like 28 minutes in a in a 10k now he run run telford so i think that's you know that that's that just sort of shows the uh shows the sort of gradient there so he, he runs this, this 14 kilometer race in uh in a 310 pacing and i mean that's just unreal that's just like that's what i kind of want i really would love to be better at that um being a flyover but yeah okay that's my uh that's my nutty week um have you got any questions <laughs> no um did you say hi to bill i did i said hi uh... to bill um and the, uh i recognized uh, john and there's a new guy uh completely completely forgotten um his name because i've never seen him at the club before but there was two reps for uh queen's park uh, all wearing the new uh saw kit Ruben, cool. Ruben, Ruben. That's it. Yeah, Definitely. he's got yeah. the London Marathon place. He was one of the two oh. picked out of the hat at the Christmas oh. party. Very Brilliant. Nice. Yeah. No. Uh, yeah. I, I said. I said. Mm. Yeah. Hi to them all. And it was quite nice actually. After we uh, we went, there's a pub right in the middle. There's a sort of like a, a sort of stately home right in the middle of Beckenham Park. Mm, yes. Uh, we last year we went to it. It was kind of a team of people. They decided to close the doors. Um, um, early which is a bit of a silly move i don't know why uh, they would have done that with all these runners that had just finished the race it's like this one thing so we we're like well let's go and see what they've got we went down into sort of 
deep dark Beckenham to sort of, well, there's an O'Neill's, look, it's near the station, let's just go in. And it was absolutely chocker with cross country. It was absolutely <laughs> brilliant. I was like, oh, this is great. So, yeah, no, we, we, we sort of stayed there and we, uh, yeah, took out um, Everton and Lee from my club, my, my new club. Um, and, uh, yeah, t- took in, took in, took in the, the, the sights of South London before getting the train back home. Yeah. I, have, I have got a question, Neil, because we've forgotten to do our weekly volume. Oh, yeah. How far do you do? Oh, I, I, um, this was my off week. I'm sort of doing, um, uh, um, rabbit ears, and I've got, uh, I think it was 54 kilometers or something. It, 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 what, yeah. I don't, I, I can't see where it says. I cannot see where it says this. But, I've got yeah. you as 73. Uh, 73.1 really oh that because that includes um cycling i think <laughs> Ooh, so cycling. no Hello. yeah I, I cycled to work and back um so for some reason it includes the cycling on strava so it's about 54 kilometers yep. like that yeah um for some reason strava does add, add up all the mileage on, on on that uh but yeah i mean i'm steadily climbing um, and I've climbed up to 80 mid 80s and this week I, w- I planned to cut it back because I had the race and it'll, it'll start it'll climb it'll carry on from 80 yeah. to the next race which is the half marathon it'll drop and it'll carry on right up to the top nice good plan yeah. Matty no Sammy Sammy <laughs> Sammy oh, I sound like hey Dougie Dougie oh, Sammy woof woof <laughs> <laughs> you got this to come matt um yes you you guys have mentioned two sessions that i did last week one was a little bit easier at queen's park on tuesday after fred hughes um but but still a nice effort and then thursday ran around victoria park with neil um yeah finishing strong so the two that i'll chat about are park run on saturday i had a nice Nice little hit out at Parkrun. Um, took Darley down. Actually, Emma took Darley down and my mum was volunteering. And so they stood at the crossroads. And I've been um, on a little streak of winning a couple of those re- ones recently. And there's like an overall finishers leaderboard, which I've been sneaking up. So now I'm past Glenn Turner, who started the thing. But well behind Mark Boucher, which I need to catch up on. And and Johnny. No, sorry, Cattle. what's this league table? How many times you've done it? Just how, how many, many times, times you've won, won it? Yeah. Oh, so, I think who's who's top? Sophie Barnard, Jen Armson, Emily Godwin, um, Ryan York, who who used to always win it. Um, there's a few about ten in front of me. Who's Johnny, so- Johnny Sutter must be. Johnny's still a few more in front of me as well. Um, so, how many are you on? I think I'm on 19 now. Wow. Wow. Um, But I've got a few recently and it's just, sometimes it's just a little bit of an effort on a week like this where there's nothing else really going, where I was like, maybe I'll have a go. So started it, felt pretty comfortable running with Nuno, um, who is is really good there. And he's always a good like challenge. He's around 18 minutes. So it's quite a nice run. Another ex-fencer, um, just a, another ex-fencer. I'm just going to sort of big up the fences there. Carry on. Nuno. From the club. Uh, different Nuno. So Nuno Matos. Oh. 
<laughs> yes. Definitely. Not a fencer. Maybe he was a fencer. Keep this quiet. is the conundrum. So we're running and he's kind of working his way back up after having done an ultra relatively recently. So I've beaten him on recent outings. So what I've tried to do, because normally I just run to my own beat and just try and try and win it just generally i've tried to like run with people for a bit and just see how they respond and do it more on tactics it's quite an odd one but because i never run like that when i actually want to win i quite like doing it when it's more of a controlled environment when i know i probably do have a bit more so i'll run kind of with people maybe even a little bit behind and just see how that does for my mentality and theirs because I definitely prefer front running. So with this one, it felt quite controlled for the first lap. And, and then, then the conundrum came that we actually chatted a little bit during the run. And it turned out, I, we're talking about having me having another baby. And would he have kids? And is he married? Because he's been with his um other half for so long that I've seen I've known them and he said yeah actually we've just got married and I was like and this is like mid you know quite a hard park run and he's like uh yeah we just got married the other day actually on Thursday so now he's married two days and we're running a park run together and then we run past someone who's taken a photo of him and it's his mum and then someone else and it's his dad and they, they're obviously over for the wedding. You're just trying to break his soul. So, so I was like, oh, so obviously, do you remember my wedding park run that we talked about? Like, oh, yeah. That we was the that... day, though. You were wearing a suit and everything. Yeah, I know. But so part of me was like, oh, hang on. I can still have a good run here and not win it. It doesn't matter. But then the other part was like, this guy wouldn't like that. He's not like that. He would. He would. He'd like to win it, but he'd like to win it on merit. He's not. And what you mean? What you mean is the other part of me was thinking, leaderboard, 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 leaderboard. Literally, <laughs> bad literally. man Sam. <laughs> bad man Sam. Selfish Sam. Yeah. Selfish Sam. Oh, honestly, my nickname when I was in my twenties was Bad Sam, and I think that Bad Sam came out. No so Bad you, Sam. So did you? Did you pip him? Well, I just pulled away a little bit on the downhill and then <laughs> had a look back and then at the crossroads, couldn't see him. He was crying. So I, had a look back, yeah, tears in his eyes. Then I took my foot off the pedal a little bit, coming down the final bit and had a quick look over my shoulder before the grass and he was right there. <laughs> <laughs> so then I was like, oh God, I don't want to have a sprint finish on that grass. It's horrible right now. So I put a bit of a push in on that last bit but really what i should have done is said do you want to finish together maybe ah, they, they they can't do it like that can they it's going to be one or the other anyway um so yeah i did push away and and it was about six seconds between us but i think i i i had a i had a few thoughts during it like should i shouldn't i and actually i think i wouldn't want someone to give it to me i think the the, the one where we won it on my wedding day matt ed and johnny could have all beaten me quite easily but obviously the other guy didn't want that to happen and clearly he showed it throughout the race so i still take that as a good win 
<laughs> against the other guy, but obviously you guys would have smashed me. Um, so it's a slightly different thing, but that's obviously me justifying it. I don't know. Anyway, an interesting one. And so, yeah, just another K the other side of it, not a very big run. So the next day I did a long run, went out with Karima. She had said she was doing about 30K, so had a nice, nice one trying to keep the heart rate down, ran down to Hyde Park, lap of that and a bit back, um, and then went down to a a one-year-old's birthday in, in Clapham. So these, these are becoming more and more of a of a thing <laughs> just getting although it's, it's quite fun Dali had an amazing time <clears throat> she was she was playing on all these things in this in this restaurant and yeah she she had the best time of everyone and she had some baby baby cake with less sugar so yeah she was very happy first birthdays rock <laughs> yeah um so that is the week mm. and what did I do I think it was was it slightly less what was it it was always oh, yeah it was like 87.9 so slightly less didn't mind it um i think there was something earlier in the week where i was like you know what it's going to be a, a little bit of a less week and that's fine um and then try and build up build up to about 100 again this week <clears throat> um right. right so before we come back to neil we've got mats marginal gains yep so I sent you both a video over the weekend, which was of a race in Boston, an indoor race in Boston, um, where it was the 5K, and a guy called Joe Klecker was leading for most of the race. He was way ahead to the point that the commentator even said that it was, it's Klecker against the clock, <laughs> yeah. um, which is obviously the commentator's curse because he then got passed um, and beaten in the last few hundred meters. So a guy called Woody Kincaid won with this massive kick. I think he ran the last 200 meters in 26 seconds or something like that. Yeah. This massive kick to win the race in an American record of, I think it was 12.51 or 12.52 or something. 12.51, yeah. Um, yeah, which is actually insane. But anyway, the, this victory prompted uh, discussion about all these sort of super fast times over the weekend in these indoor uh, this indoor track and particularly this Boston track. Um, so that is what prompted this marginal gain, which about racing conditions. Um, but yeah, it prompted me to look a bit more into this Boston track and why everybody was saying it was so quick. And there was an interesting piece by a guy called Jeff Burns, who's in a prominent, well, he's a, uh, a US fairly elite level runner, but he's also a, a postdoctoral research fellow um, who did a lot of research into the super shoes when they first came out as to how much benefit they got you and what 4% actually meant and whether it was actually 4% of time or whatever. He did a lot of that research. Um, but he has a specialism in biomechanics. And so he'd written a piece about this Boston super track and why everybody like in america it's quite common that a lot of people's pbs is on this track indoor track uh and so he's looking at why um so it's one of i don't know if it's only a few left or maybe the only one left sort of indoor track that's constructed using plywood structure so like the sub base the bit beneath it is all built out of plywood so most modern ones built out of steel um, because wood needs to be maintained and sort of replaced a lot more frequently. 
but they reckon that the wood i don't know whether i don't know why i don't know the science behind it but wood uh is a faster substructure for the for the track to be on but then also um it has a different banking so as the indoor tracks are banked they have a, a slope on the corners and most tracks use a symmetrical bank so there's a gradual rise the apex is in the middle and then the the turn um like falls away again on the other side but the boston the designer of that track felt that a constant change was disruptive to people's stride and so he designed what he calls the asymmetrical bank where it's much more aggressive and it rises much quicker to its apex like a quarter of the way around the bend and then it has like a much more gradual descent for like three quarters of the bend um and so uh yeah he called this like say this sort of 18 degree asymmetric banking and it he did it because he thought it facilitated faster racing so that's why this boston track is particularly quick but i guess added to the general reasons why indoor might be better in that there's no wind you can control the temperature on the flip side the laps are only 200 meters so there's much more more turns in a race and they're tighter turns but regardless of that yeah there's lots of pb set um at this indoor track in particular even though all indoor races tend to be run in the winter which is when most elite athletes are not at their peak so anyway this article was sort of speculating about well what if they had these indoor races when they're at their peak would people run if they run pbs when they're not in shape what would they run they did indoor races in the summer and what would the change to qualifying standards like the times are getting increasingly quicker he was sort of saying well he was gambling betting that in the future more people will try and qualify indoors and you'll see it much yeah much more common to be indoor racing but anyway interesting stuff but it made me think obviously we don't race indoor races or, or haven't really done much but we do pick races based on other criteria so for example you pick a flat marathon course or you pick a country or time of year or whatever where you reckon the weather will be decent and all those sorts of things and so it made me think why what do i pick and why what which are the most important um so i've mentioned a few you know what's a fast course what makes a fat course well usually because it's flat it doesn't have many turns i particularly like ones with good fields where you know you're gonna have a lot of people around your pace um reliable weather so berlin valencia they're all sort of famous for or it very rarely rains there's very rarely any um any wind or anything like that and they happen to have the most records um but yeah the contradiction in all of this is that a lot of my pbs are not on strategically selected courses so <laughs> i went to yorkshire 10 mile to break my 10 mile pb and didn't it's still fred hughes which is a hillier course half marathon i've gone to reading which is supposed to be a flat fast good field my pb is still bath which is renowned for being a hilly city and it's a lapped course mm. with lots of turns and wiggles around city squares and stuff so and also london marathon renowned for being i think overall it's downhill isn't it from start to finish it's net downhill net downhill but legal but legal but yeah, mm. yeah. 
PB is Manchester, which is it's not downhill, isn't as flat and sort of renowned for being as fast as London is. So having said all of that and the things that I prioritise, which like I say, flat, few turns, good field are the things that are important to me. None of them actually translate to PBs. So, <laughs> so I thought I'd ask you guys, what, you know, what do you look for? Do you think it makes a difference? What do you think is the most important? And does it actually translate to your fastest results? So over to you, Neil. You look poised. Yeah. No. I mean, I, I, I like to like to mix it up, really. I mean, I, I think been quite lucky um, with the fact that London Marathon is quite. If you've got the time to get um, and you can qualify for it, um, it's one of those races that I will do um, if I if I can, and it's not very expensive to enter. I think money puts me off quite a bit of these races um but then again um but that, that that that's the repetitive um side so i think um something that i like in my own running is to sort of mix it up a bit so i like the I, so i like the thrill of for example in, in a cross country i don't really know where i'm going to go what the, what the route's going to be i like that sort of side of it i like to do a new um race um now and again because it's it's sort of nice to know. Um, I I I would like to think that I pick the races upon like the field that's fast or, or something. But um, generally, I kind of go along with if there's friends that are, are sort of doing it as well. So like this Wokingham one, I didn't even really know. I think you might have mentioned it, but there was quite a decent field at that. Um, and and as it ended up being one of my you know favorite halves I've ever done you know with with the time just how how the feel uh, how the feel went but uh, no I uh, for me uh, I, I don't know whether it's a mix with with um, I don't know my with, with with my age or with how many how many um, kind of years I've been running I just want to sort of like do as sort of do as many different things as I can. I wouldn't be. I wouldn't shy away of doing like uh, like the the mountain marathon I did up at Mont Ventoux or what was it? Um, we did Valencia because I sort of did it because everyone else was entering it. I thought that would be brilliant fun, and it was. Didn't really consider about the times there either. But um, Snowden, I did Snowden marathon just because it, it, apparently it's beautiful, and uh, it was. It was amazing. It was up. It was up about four mountains. But um, it didn't. And where didn't... where's your PB? Uh, PB Manchester. Funnily enough, I for Man Marathon, um, I didn't think. No, I knew I would get a PB there, but I didn't enter because I'd get one. I just sort of knew I was in shape to get one. Mm. But very weirdly, I feel like everybody got one there. Yeah. I don't. I feel like there was a. It was the time of year. I don't know whether it was a mix with the fact that there's uh, sections where there's people, sections where there's quiet um yeah you see that was a big thing for me like I didn't like London because there's a crowd the whole way and it's too it's too much like, that's probably a marginal gain right you've got constant yeah. sport but I thought it was the opposite I, it's too much is it that so also much, there's, a, there's it? a net net downhill there's a big downhill at the beginning does that mean it gradually climbs ever so gradually climbs and it would be nice if this net downhill was all the way to Westminster but perhaps there is something in the, the the latter parts of it, I've never enjoyed. I've said I've never enjoyed it, but the reason I've entered London is because I can I kind of can at the moment, mm. and it's not not too expensive. But I do I don't mind missing it. Um, if you know, Bath is my home one, so that's why I tend to do Bath half quite a lot, or Bath half depends how. Bath half. 
Yeah, so that wasn't a very good answer, really. But um, yeah, I'm I'm a bit I'm a bit wishy-washy. I'm not really I don't really have any reasons. Um, you know, <laughs> do you reckon, I guess do you reckon it's a marginal gain? Do you reckon it's easier? I reckon. Well, that that video. It, it was very interesting. You, you know, when you once you started speaking about this ramp, I, I just watched it again as you were talking. I'd never really considered this that ramp, but it was very interesting to look at. And yeah, I reckon there is definitely a marginal gain in that. Um, and the wooden floor, there could be something. You know, it's like we've said about the wearing wearing the different shoes. I've only just started wearing them, uh, really, relatively. Um, but no, I think I think I think the course can have um, can have something. Yeah. Definitely, yeah. What about you, Sam? <clears throat> yeah, definitely. Uh, you know, when you think about running on different types of hard surfaces, even different between cement and tarmac, apparently that makes a big difference to things like your speed or your joints. You know, cement is supposed to be way tougher on them, right? So wood underneath rather than steel, right? it's got to be a slightly more bouncy, especially now we're talking about um carbon so much so yeah it does make sense um i mean for me in a race if if neil's answer was boring then mine's going to be exactly the same because he kept mentioning things that i look for um you mentioned this to us earlier and i had a think and i think they've got three points one is root so something that's either quick or challenging or fun or unique so just something that is like an interesting route in some in some way um or like you say offers a fast field um and then i said others doing it so like the club or community it's kind of funny because it it's not that someone else is doing it before you but you all talk about it and then go right we're all going to go to valencia there everyone signs up around the same time or adds a few more afterwards but it makes a big difference to be there with people fred hughes is very much like that isn't it for such a relatively small race so many queens by harriers do it so i think we've alluded to it before in this pod that we're all going to do berlin later in the year hmm. did you pick berlin because everyone was doing it you've done it before right yeah i've done berlin, it before yeah. and i ran um 301 i was running with alan lawrenson and we were trying to get under three hours and um and I was I was yeah, I think it was around I was around that kind of pace and for whatever reason it just didn't happen that day. It was 30116 or something. So I feel like it'd be quite nice. I always said at the time, I'm gonna go come back here and go sub three. So I could try and do sub three at all the majors. So it's a famously fast one, but were you attracted yeah. to it because it's fast yeah. or because yeah? Yeah, totally. I think you know, it's a, it's a nice enough city, but I don't think I'd be going back there if it wasn't notoriously fast. I want to see how fast I actually can go on it without. Um, yeah, because that, that that was like a year where I'd been a little bit injured and I was coming back. So this would be if I have a good run, it would be really interesting to see how it goes. So, yeah, that's that's the speed one. I like entered Ab, like Abby Dash. Sorry. I entered the Berlin um, because I could. <laughs> yeah. And that that was the reason. Um, I got the qualifying time, and it was one of those where if you if you got two forty five, mm. I sort of felt it was almost like a, a fear of missing out. There, I've got a real opportunity here. Would I do this again? Um, and it's not cheap. 
<laughs> and that's yeah. just the, that's just the entry fee. You know, yeah. I know a couple of people live over there. Maybe I get some kipping, but 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 geez, you know, that that was the reason. And it might be it might be that I'm not even any any shape at all when I do it. Yeah. It was just because it's famous. The world records there, but I could enter and and get it guarantee guarantee spot, and it's one of the hardest yeah. ones. Well, it's, you know, it's harder five k's to do. It's the same; it would be the same thing if I, you know, if I ever got to the, to the stage of getting into the ten k's PBs or the um, what's that one in um, <clears throat> what's the one in Northern Ireland for the five k? Antrim, oh, Omar. yeah, Antrim, Omar, well, Omar, yeah. Omar, yeah, sorry, yeah. Antrim's the half, isn't it? That's yeah. the one where you've got to be able to run under five. 15 minutes um but that's an outrageous race if you get the chance to watch that guys it's yeah just bonkers <clears throat> like, yeah looks good bridge people anyway so sound back to you <laughs> absolutely yeah final thing was just fits with goals which is kind of similar to to what you were just talking about so sometimes i think you'll be looking at your pbs and go right that's the best i can do at the moment or sometimes you look at them and go yeah. i could better that so if, if, for instance, a 10K came up in the next year that was sounding quite fast, that's probably something that would interest me that I feel like I could have a good go at that 10K um, PB. So then I'd look, it kind of comes back to the route thing, a quick one like Leeds yeah. or Telford, um, where a good group will be there. And so, yeah, yeah going for that. Yeah, I, I think it is, I think it is a marginal gain. And I think it is always a consideration. So exactly what you just said there, you shortlist potential races based on its sort of suitability to run decent times. But I don't think it's what you pick for. So I think you shortlist based on it, but you don't pick. So Abu Dash, I only did because it's in Leeds and my family live just outside Leeds. I wouldn't have done it otherwise. Valencia, if you guys didn't say you were going, I wouldn't have gone on my own to Valencia, stayed in an Airbnb and did that just because it's flat. Same with Berlin. I'm not going, you know, I'm really excited to run under the Brandenburg Gate, but I wouldn't go and do it on my own. Mm, <laughs> so yeah. I'm paying 170 euros for the for the privilege. So yeah, yeah it's like a, a criteria, but not a deciding factor, I don't think. But it definitely is a benefit though, right? Like you can't say that, I don't think you can say that running the Snowdonia Marathon, you've got as good a chance of running a PB as you do in Berlin. Yeah, I went. Yeah, I went with friends. Yeah, exactly. You pick really it for fun. different reasons, right? Yeah. Yeah. And um, oh, yeah. talking about Boston one, I don't know why this is, and I, I haven't been able to see a reason. Just looking quickly, but you know, Keely Hodgkinson ran a, a world best six hundred meters. Um, but it's 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 a world record, but because it's indoors, you know, Athletics Weekly says all world best as statist statistical sticklers insist. So why is that? Well, why is it not a world record? Yeah, why is it only a world best when it is still the fastest ever run six hundred no, meters? Because it's, it's indoors. The best, it's the best this year. That's what world best means. No, but this is slightly different. So this is only this time the performance was also a world record or world best. Oh, um, because sorry. it's yeah. because it's indoors. I think there's something about that, and maybe that's to do with the <clears throat> wind, the wind factor, or the elements, like you were talking about earlier, Matt. 
Is it because it's indoors? It can't ever be a world record. Surely that surely they'd be like a surely they'd call it an indoor world record if it was indoors. But maybe there's something to do with that track, or whether it's yeah. an illegal track or something else. It's an interesting That's one, interesting. isn't it? You'd have thought because I'm sure you get world records like the hunt, the 60 meter sprint. You get you certainly get like the record, the world record if you're the, if you're the fastest ever done. Yeah, I remember a debate a few years ago where it coincided with the shoes. People saying like, "Do we have to reset all the world records?" And there was one guy saying we should just scrap them. Well, no, keep them all, keep all the existing world records, and then say from now on it's world best. And it's like basically both mm-hmm. shoes. Oh. And then another guy was saying it's the same thing for drugs. You know, you should you should stop them after the nineties and say yeah. they they were the best then, but you don't really believe them. So from now on, it's <laughs> it's these because they'd be so hard to beat. Some of them. Well, I'm thinking that um, I read, might have read somewhere could be the numbers could be slightly wrong, but like in the last 50 years of British male marathon runners, um, only about 30 have managed to break two hours 10 or something. And of that, um, only three have done it in the last um, something like 15 years or last 10 years. Um, and that's even including with the, the super shoes. So that's, you know, to sort of show the sort of the Ron Hill era. Of, um, really? Uh, I don't it, believe it, that. Surely it's like exponentially math, huge yeah, in the I, last couple of years. This, this should have been a real O'Neill, but <laughs> fuck. <laughs> <laughs> that is you, should do, you should do that. You should do that next week. What percentage of Well, you're going to look it up tens? now. Damn it. No, we never look the stuff up, just so you know. It's always nice to have a clean, clean. Um, just before we have, have an amazing segue back to Neil or Real Reveal, um, I've actually found, of course, let's run.com has it. Um, Keely Hodgkinson breaks world indoor 600 meter record with 123.41. Fucking fast. Um, so someone has commented because it's a lovely forum, isn't it? Thanks for that. A couple of things. Number one, that was a world record run, which they call a world best, since 600 metres is not a standard distance. If that's all it is, then fuck you. That's annoying. And then number two, streaming British athletics like that on YouTube instead of behind a paywall is wonderful. Thank you. So that doesn't sound like What was her time, sorry, for 600 metres? 123... 123.41. Yeah. That is fucking awesome. 83 seconds. That's actually slower than I was expecting you to say. Just because what do women run the 400 in? They run that in like 50 odd, don't they? Or high 40s even. Yeah, but then are they 400 metres runners? And she's an 800, isn't she? So maybe there's something there. So you're adding an extra... And maybe... 13 seconds. Bridging that gap is actually really tough between 4 and 800 or 4 and 600. I don't know. It's a, it's a fair point. What is the world record for 400 metres? Yeah, look it up. So you for men, it's 43.03, which yeah. is Wade Van Nieke. Of course, Yossus Brew. Whereas women, outdoor, number one, 47.6. Whew. It is an East German time from 1985, so that's got a little asterisk. Um, so what if you half 47 
which is 23 and a half and add it to 47. Yeah, you're in the seven, yeah, six, 70. So you're like 13 seconds under her for the percentage. Yeah, that I mean, but then that is also an asterisk, right? Yeah, yeah, definitely. I just, but yeah, I that's, know, true. You, that's true. That's true. When you that's said world best, I was expecting you to say like 112 or something. I guess the point is that it's not actually run that much, is it? Like the 1K yeah. earlier on, I saw a 1K race at like some random diamond league during the lockdown times <laughs> yeah i remember that yeah mo farah trying to do it anyway now we're getting back to neil's reveal of real or neil and forgot matt to i'll <clears throat> come back to you matt what do you think a quick recap is the elephant story I real i think it's too weird to make up so i'm going i'm going real the only question is, has he altered a certain amount, like a certain bit of it? So, so it wasn't swept out to sea, but it, it it did. Yeah, it is an elephant that died. Yeah, I right. suppose. The I suppose the point is that you can't change that. Yeah, I think you're. I think you're right. I think. I think. I think the um, the really interesting one was the mental thing. Like, so he went real nil nil. It would make sense. It'd be, it'd be kind of odd, um, and and the look on his face is quite annoyed, even though he's trying to hide it. So I think let's go real. Dun dun dun, Neil. Oh, <laughs> you fucker! Oh. Go on then. Um, actually, you can see a picture of Jumbo on my my Strava. Um, um. You know, if you like, if you like, give it a like. Um, it's a, uh, so the, the, the statue is there. Yeah. And it was revealed. So that is, that is true. Okay. But the, 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 the real story is that, I mean, it's, I think it's a bit of a weird one to even have a statue oh. for it because, it, yeah, I mean, it just like, it just, it just one day appeared. So I just basically made up all the stuff about it being a fun, a, a, a circus in Brighton and, you know, one of these like walks down onto the beach kind of stuff. It, it, apparently, it just this a, a ship capsized in um, Kent, off the coast of Kent, and it just so one day a fisherman just found a washed-up elephant on the shore of Worthing, and uh, then a hundred years later they made a statue about it. <laughs> it's oh, wow. I mean, I mean, it's quite sad, uh, but um, but there mm. we are. So shore. it's kind of half real, but then it's the story behind it, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. Wasn't definitely wasn't um, definitely wasn't discovered by by school kids either. It was fishermen, but you know it it was a bit of a strange one. You know, I was getting close on to sort of saying it was. Uh, mm, it was. This a, is if, good to yeah, know. It was this is good to know. He he gonna, does parallel stories, yeah, well, black or white. Well, okay. I mean, it was washed up. It was washed up. So I don't know. If, I mean, you can give me half if you want. No, 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 no. That, that's but, that's that's a, that's a full point. It's the full story. Well, yeah. Again, if I'd said, if I'd said. Which is originally going to say it's too unrealistic that it survived in the water for a couple of days, uh, and it survived, um, and it was washed up ashore. But it was it was found alive. But to put out of its misery, someone shot it in the head. That's what I was going to go for, <laughs> because that's what they did back then. What would you have gone for? <laughs> I would <laughs> definitely said Neil. <laughs> do you reckon? I mean... <laughs> do you reckon this statue exists because there are like half a dozen people in? Worthing County Council going, oh, we need a statue. What should we have a statue? Have, uh, have you seen it? 
yeah, it's, it's on there anyway. But I've just had a look. Yeah, I mean, it's it's an odd little thing, isn't it? It's an odd little thing. Yeah, because also the fact that it says no climbing, but it's the perfect height. <laughs> yeah, to climb. I, I always take my boy out and to touch it, but it says no climbing. I'm definitely going to put him on there soon. My boy. Yeah. Very good. Yeah. Very good. Anyway, you know. So um, yeah, well, if you two two, if you think that was two two, good. that was good. It's, get, it's getting really hard for me, but um, oh come on, you're 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 a. You're a natural Neil. So oh, okay. All right. Well, well I had to do those bloody facts for <laughs> 15 weeks, whatever it was. Exactly. Right. Yeah. You did very well, man. All right. Tell me what's happening this week, guys. What have you got coming up? I'm going to do a, a long run with Andy on Saturday. We've just talked about. Yeah. Which you're welcome to join, Matt, if you fancy. McCarran. McCarran. On, is that on this Sunday? The Saturday, actually. Oh, and Neil, you're welcome to join, of course, as well, if you happen to be around. And Thank you for the uh, invite. Sunday is, of course, the Watford Ha, which oh. I'm not doing, but are either of you two doing? No, no. I just realised I'm up in Yorkshire. This is the second year in a row I've moved to be like a mile away from the start yeah. line, <laughs> one of my favourite events. No, I've not, not done it either year. I'm, no, I'm up north for a christening. Uh, I'm not doing Oh, very nice. Yeah, no. I'm not either. Um, but that is the the general vibe for me over the next week. Seeing and how I, things go, trying to stuff training in. <laughs> and yeah. 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 Exactly the same for me, really. I'm trying to get the mileage back up after my sort of well, lull, but with the race. So there's no races uh, for me coming up, but um, the week will be set with a couple of uh, sessions. And uh, I'm heading to Bath for the weekend um, oh. because... <laughs> nice. How long you because because Watford half's on and I want to get as far away from it as possible. <laughs> uh week weekend. Uh Friday. Friday. So I'll do my long run on Friday actually. I'm gonna try and find a route um with a uh, uh guy I run with quite a lot down here called Calvin. So we'll be very nice. Yeah. Yeah, I've not got much. I'm going up north for the weekend, so we're all uh, yeah, all, all the way. Venturing away or exploring or whatever. So yeah, away for the weekend. Trying same as Neil, mileage back up. Not much else. So we are less than four weeks away from our first race, our mm. B race, the Brighton half. Which... Yeah, just quickly, how are people feeling about it? Oh, if I could just continue sorry, cresting until Proceed. then, I would be feeling great. But um, I think I think there might be a slight dip in mileage somewhere in the middle there. So we'll see how that goes. It'll be very interesting. It's a, it's a good, a good test. Apologies, did I get across you there? <laughs> it uh, sounded a bit like it. No, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a tiny bit worried about my Achilles, but uh -oh. it, it's fine. It's just uh -oh. that I, I'm just not doing my essency that well, <laughs> and my 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 um my essence is rubbish. It, it, it turns out that just doing that plank thing, is, a I'm not really doing it that much mm. um i just get i see see my bed um and think i just want to get in there and fall asleep um that's just, why he um, wasn't doing it at night yeah yeah, yeah it's true night. but i've just um the last few days i've just downloaded the app um the adidas app um which comes with the i've got one of these facebook portal things which you can whack on top of the television and we used it in lockdown to sort of call parents and all this kind of stuff it's quite good but there's an app and it's for free 
Wow, product placement. I, I know. Send some invoices to those yeah, guys. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, I should, I should get some of this, but no, there are other no, apps. Out. Do you oh, there are for, other apps out there. But... Do you pay for Strava? I pay for Strava. Yeah, I've got the orange thing on my. Have you seen the thing that they offer you, which is this thing called Recover App? No. It's like it looks like that. Um, the 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 symbol is that little thing there, and it was okay. a free thing with with Strava. And if you attach it to your Strava account, then it gives you different stretches and strengthening exercises for different parts of your body. So you can say, oh, my calves are feeling it a bit right now. And it'll give you like all my recovery ones, say front shin recovery, 20 minutes. And then you do these different things. Um, so that's gonna, a freebie with Strava gonna, pay for it. So maybe have a look at that. I'm going to write that down. That's brilliant. No, but I, I agree stretch. with you. I got back from my run today and I was like, before having food, I should just do some stretching and some strength and i decided against it and i was thinking this feeling right now is exactly what i need to overcome couldn't i started making i started making a sandwich and then i realized that was too late <laughs> i was like how did i get from that thought to anyway yeah totally yeah. agree with you um so what's happening with the achilles is it a little bit sore as always it just it just starts saying hello Hello. I'm, gonna, I'm going to burst in a second and it happens oh. with both of them always is the case and you can tell after both both of my Achilles have gone lots of times um Ooh. you can actually feel you can actually feel like bulges um oh. on them this is why when it's when it has pops you'll you'll feel a bulge and it's not a huge amount you can do other than weight um, but there's things you can do to prevent it like go up on a step with both legs lowering one down slowly this is something of Johnny Subtle told me years ago, but I do that when I can. But the S and C I was doing last, last <laughs> year uh, was 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 a real kind of game changer for that because I didn't have to think about it. I was doing all these different sort of strength exercises. Mm. A lot of these strength exercises actually made me flexible, and that's one of the things that, that you know that prevents your, your sort of injuries. You stiffen up after a session and. You should really stretch it out, but you don't really do it. But you know, next morning you can have up doing squats or lunges or side lunges with weights. And actually, uh, as much as it hurts, your you, you, those muscles are re really stretching and pulling in different ways and stuff. Um, My wife's dying to know: Have you got above fifteen press ups? <laughs> I did sixteen yesterday. Hello. Oh, that was really hard, and I've actually done my elbow in. <laughs> so yeah. 16 oh. I, 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 I was doing I was yeah this because this morning I was trying to do I don't know what I was trying to do just start, like go on I was going onto a, a plank position for High 30 plank. seconds and I just were on my arms I couldn't do it my arm had gone so that's 16 press-ups for you unbelievable that's what SNC does to you SNC. <laughs> yeah no that's me out <laughs> well great thank you very much guys as always it's been eventful it's been fun two two Look forward to next week. Nice. See you, See you guys. Have a good one. See you later. Bye. Bye. <clears throat> Run. Peel. Chat. Repeat. Repeat.